One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'm your GM. Thanks once again for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Our trio makes it to Jaskira, and with the information she provides, they reformulate their plan to gain access to the concert hall. But as we all know, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Information is shared, spaces are infiltrated, and action is finally taken. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory execute the beginnings of their rescue operation. Originally, I was going to have you arrive first, but at this point, <laughs> by the time you arrive, Jaskira's already there. That's fair. She's waiting. I am very glad that you made it back. What did you find? Friends. That's kind of surprising, honestly. Not that you... Surprising that you have <laughs> friends, more surprising that you found them there. The couple of times that I went out, I know I only kind of stayed on the outskirts, but it didn't seem like there was much that was friendly there. Oh, there's not much friendly there, but there's enough, and there might be a way out. Good. That's really good. I got a little bit of information. I don't know how much of it is useful, necessarily. Happy to share. Mm. As you know, the concerts this evening, it's going to be very well attended. Apparently, this is the first time in a while that Otarsh's complete collection is going to be on display. It is everything. So it is going to be probably pretty packed. That's good, though. It means we won't risk leaving someone behind. That's true. The concert venue, it's an amphitheater that's kind of often one of the resonant islands. It's a pretty large space, but it's kind of got this spiraling audience chamber with a performance area at the bottom of this almost cone of area. Mm -hmm. Very much akin to a speaker cone is kind of what I'm picturing. My guess and my understanding of having been there previously is that the most guarded places are obviously going to be the performance area and probably the upper rim. Mm. The talent and the executives. Right. I did a little bit of poking around Otarsh's estate, for lack of a better word, specifically paying attention to the bodyguards he keeps on site. I haven't really paid much mind to them previously, but listening a little bit closer, I don't think they're from here. Okay. They don't make sound on their own. They ingest it the way that we might uh, bring it into themselves and sustain off of it, but they only reflect sound like they hear elsewhere. Hmm. I have... Remember how I said I pulled some strings to, like, get a tour of the facility way back when, and that's how all Mm -hmm. of this started? Um, The inn I had was with Otarsh's major domo. I tried to talk to her again, but she isn't answering any of my messages, uh, you know, trying to get word to her. So uh, that's neither here nor there. But in trying to get in contact with her, I heard the term cyclic raider. 
be mentioned, and that's what these things are, but I don't think that's anything from around here. Okay. Raider. Is this something any of us have heard of? I'm going to have each of you roll me an intellect. It's going to be level three. Okay. Oh, man. And more than intellect, history, if you have that. I do. Nope. No, I don't. And I'm guessing with where we are now and the way the world works, I don't think I can access my mentor's notes in this plane. I would allow it. Okay. If I access my mentor's notes, could I use that as an asset? asset? Okay. Failure with a seven. Okay. Success with an eight. Success with an eight. All right. And this actually, I think, tracks pretty well. You both hear that and think for a moment. Nehemiah, it feels really familiar, but you just can't quite place it. Smolrin finds a reference in the notes, and Jory remembers from stories that Eidos told of automaton-like creatures with a mirrored face that reflect sound and take people into other dimensions. The things that took Nick when they first arrived at the location in Legam. Interesting. Hmm. I remember hearing about these. Oh, yeah? From where? They're interdimensional creatures of some kind. Mechanical, hard to get a read on. Automatons. I think so. That would explain why they don't produce their own noise. It would. How very odd that a sound like Otash would be using security that isn't from here. It's unbiased, and it's probably pretty cooperative, maybe. And once you got them, if they're under their control, I mean, automaton's automaton, it's just going to follow the directions. True. Exactly. How is it that you know about these... Edos mentioned them. Something about a Nick, right? And with that, you can all, like that jogs mm-hmm. your memory a little bit. And you remember hearing those stories oh, occasionally, yeah. even if vaguely. Mirrored faces. That sounds like a good name for a song. Mm-hmm. We'll have to be careful for them then. Yeah. We still got to figure out a way to get in. Mm-hmm. If there's something that can easily travel between spaces, unlike most of us here, <laughs> if Otosh is a collector... Makes sense why he would keep them around. That's true. I do know where there is a, like, performer's entrance to the amphitheater, but I know it's going to be heavily guarded, but I can at least show you where it is, if that's something you're interested in. That's pretty much all the information that I have at the moment. Well, I suppose we have two options. Pretend to be performers or find another way in. You're easily going to be able to get in if you'd like to attend. It's not going to be hard to come in as a spectator. No. That's for sure. But... Uh But we don't need to be a spectator. We're doing some behind-the-scenes maintenance. The only thing against entering as a spectator is the potential that they will search us before we go in. I'm sure that at large gatherings such as this, the security doesn't want any disturbances. They may ask us to leave some things outside. I mean, could we refer to them as our emotional support ciphers? <laughs> This is my emotional support explosion. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely amazing. Is there anything we need to do ahead of time or what's our approach here? Do we know what backstage access looks like? What kind of security is there to get in? I know there's at least one checkpoint to get Mm -hmm. through where they 
vet to make sure that you're actually supposed to be there and mm -hmm. probably, like you said, some sort of search or, or check. After that, I think it's pretty free and clear. All right, I'm I'm cooking something up here. I've got almost a full idea here. Yeah. We go in, we scope it out, we see how we can get back. Then we use, and Nehemiah pulls out the sonic detonator. If we can get this in, set this off close enough to the doors where it'll be heard, but far enough away from people where nobody's going to actually get hurt. Mm -hmm. Maybe that pulls security away. We can get backstage. And then, Jory, you've got the transport. Oh, I've got it, I think. You've got it. I've got okay. the hole. Yeah, Bridget's got it. Maybe we can get backstage and use that, and then mm -hmm. you can be the other side of that. I've also got the kind of thing that could help keep us hidden, all three of us. Mm -hmm. That's right. We could we could just skip all of that and just use that to sneak in. There you go. Is it mobile? I'll say that it's portable. That's fine. Okay. As long as the person holding it is moving with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It mm -hmm. does say handheld. Um, mm -hmm. All right, so the three of you will use the countermeasure to get in backstage and... But from there, where do you need me? So we have this device that essentially should just create a tunnel for us to get out. Oh. We just need you towards Rhapsody, out of town, and then we could just go. Okay. And then, depending on what kind of security we're dealing with, I mean, there is a point where improv is going to have to happen and we're just going to figure it out as we go. No other choice, though. Not that I could see. So wait, is the plan to have Jaskira outside of town using the... Hypersound deployer. Yeah. And then pulling us out of town, essentially? That's my thought. You know, somebody has got something else. No, I think that's probably a perfect idea. We just have to be in with all of the sounds we're trying to get out. Yep. Are you creating a distraction? I will be ready with a distraction. I got a few tricks up my sleeve for that. There is also a potential, if there are other sounds around, that we may have some with us that we did not intend. We'll have to be ready to deal with them when we get to your location. We'll try and deal with them before that happens. Jaskira takes a look at the hypersound deployer. It says, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to be much farther than just outside the Symphony City limits with this. That's fine. Long range is not infinite range, I understand. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Also, just so we're aware that it, we have this, I do have something called a Sonic Master. Establishes a connection with one sound within short range. After this connection is established, the user can move or manipulate the sound anywhere within short range. If the sound is intelligent, speed check is required, and the connection lasts for ten rounds. That would be good for one guard or something. Precisely. If we have someone we are having difficulty with, or we believe that we need some sort of extra leverage, some sort of authority on our side, that might come in useful. Yeah. I've got the mind mastery device. I've got the emo acoustic weapon. If we need to brute force our way through socially, we can do that. <laughs> Aggressive negotiations. <laughs> Precisely. I don't have enough lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. I also do have intense interaction if we need me to just literally scare people. That makes me really happy that Smallrun has intense interaction and Nehemiah has what, smile and a word, smile and a nod. <laughs> yep. It's similar effects, completely different application. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Um, 
So I will position myself just outside of Symphony and get ready to deploy the hypersound. When should I do it? That is an excellent question. We may need to devise some sort of signal. Hmm. Well, I do have something I can try. I do have right tool for the job. Yes, you do. I don't know if I could maybe do something with that. It might be too intense for something like that, especially at a distance. No, no, no. I'm here for making this work. I was going to say, I feel like, in, especially in this world, where sound is such a thing, I feel like a very simple distance communication device is something that you could... Like a mockingjay type thing, where if I make a sound, yeah. it can go whoosh, and I don't know. Or, um... Yeah, it wouldn't be a full-on conversational communication device the way like the telepathy implants would be necessarily but you could definitely be able to send like a one word or quick sound signal to be able to allow her to know when to start this process awesome so go ahead and spend that intellect point done what does it actually look like how do you use it is it something you wear is it something that you hold i was thinking like a little pocket watch type of thing sort of okay Uh, i guess metronome tiny metronome <laughs> um that it's it's just kind of got a got a little pressy thing just a button really that i can just kind of go boop and then it will light something you know make a essentially a, a little ting so two separate devices that interact right. okay so you make this little pocket watch sized thing that has a button on the side and like a ticking arm around it doesn't seem to be keeping time mm-hmm. But it is just a little marker. And you know that when you press the button, it will alight this tiny little triangle panel. Something that you can hold in like the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. Then you hand to Jaskira. You know it's only going to work once. And this once only. So you need to make sure that you press it at the right time. But it will last. And it will work. Nice. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's do this then. I'll make my way out and um, I'll wait for the signal. Thank you, by the way. This is this is a lot, and I'm very grateful for everything that you've done so far and everything you are going to be doing, and I, I hope that this isn't the last time I speak to any of you. Ideally, it won't be. It won't be. Don't worry. We're all going to be fine. Just fine. I've done a lot of reading and, and research. I know that that's really not necessarily uh, the most likely outcome, but I'll, I'll take your, your positive word for all it. All right. Just give a nods and makes her way to the outskirts of the city. At this point, crowds are starting to gather and throngs of people are moving through the streets. Different sounds are starting to collect in areas in the same way that a city starts bustling before a large event, sporting, concert, whatever. Not necessarily at the location, but people are starting to draw inwards towards the venue as the concert is imminent. I will say that before she left, just scared to give you directions to the <laughs> performer's entrance because I did forget about that before she went off. We'll <laughs> Everyone knows point. where it is. It's the big cone yeah. in the city. You can find the amphitheater, no problem. Getting to the performer's entrance is like, hey, where's, yeah. where's backstage? Where's that? Exactly. Door? You make your way over there and there are plenty of people kind of moving around. These are Probably the equivalent of uh, stagehands, more or less, kind of getting things ready beforehand. And you watch as this sonic portal, not quite a dead zone, but like a blocked off area where there's clearly some sort of sound barrier that kind of like opens and closes as people enter and exit. And there is a sound emanating from 
the side of this portal, clearly checking people as they go in and out, making sure that they have the right ID, make sure they are who they say they are, whatever it might be. They are somehow checking this in particular entrance. How would you like to approach? Are you hiding yourselves now, waiting for someone to go in? We only have a minute, so... Yeah, just kind of tail somebody in, like, once we see they're about to walk in... Drop it, head in. Okay. You see a group of two or three people heading towards the door, and you utilize this countermeasure. Q. Activates, and you all stay close together, and there is a silent bubble that you all are wrapped around. I'm not even going to have you roll a, a stealth or anything at this point because you are a silent mass kind of moving through. Silent but deadly. <laughs> and you follow these three people going in. And for a brief moment as you are about to pass through this portal that has opened up, it kind of like glitches for a moment. It like ripples in a strange way and you get kind of like a weird static coming from it and the other sound turns towards it and you can see it inspecting and looking around but they shake their head and you pass through the metal detector went off and there was nobody in it (laughs) correct (laughs) something was noticed by the portal but there was no one to hear so glitch Mm -hmm. I guess have to get that looked at somebody else Mm -hmm. dropped though above my pay grade Mm mm-hmm once we are through, Smallrin, she's going to use her spy skill. She's going to, like, listen and see where is a spot that we can safely hide and allow this to dissipate. Because we only have a minute, and then all of a sudden we're just going to be backstage and no one knows who we are. I'm just going to have you roll espionage Yay. as an intellect skill. I'm going to make it a difficulty three. Awesome. Because I am specialized, so that is a difficulty one. Makes it a level one. Okay. Bad things can still happen. Oh, nope. Success with a 12. You find like the equivalent of a storage closet, an area where there's a bunch of kind of mundane sounds stored away and you can duck inside it. Some flats. A couple lighting fixtures, speakers, a lot of cable, a ladder, rolled up tarp. You duck inside this closet and wait the, we'll say 30 seconds at this point to allow that countermeasure to dissipate. So go ahead and delete that off your sheet, Jory, since that is used up. All right. We need to figure out where they are. Once we've got that, everything else should just fall into place. I don't want to make a huge ruckus until that point actually comes. So this is probably something we should have talked about before we came in here, but here we are. So we should probably get this sorted out real quick. Cover story in case we are seen. We are here to inspect some of the sounds. There is a wealthy investor who might be willing to front a little bit of sonic dough in order to kind of help put on some more concerts, make a little bit more money. But they want our input before they go ahead and do that. And obviously we can't say who it is, you know, confidentiality and whatnot. But we're here to just kind of assess the situation. I think that sounds all right. Give it a shot. Here's hoping we don't have to use it. You make your way out of the storage closet. Perfect. And start kind of poking around, looking like you're doing stuff, whatever it might be. And as others are doing work around you, setting things up, making sure things are ready, you hear a lot of commotion, not in a bad way, just like a lot of people talking and things happening, coming from the entrance. And you hear these strange, almost crates that Jaskira had described as this 
dimensional sound that disorients and keeps people trapped within it. It's very dissonant and constantly moving. These multiple crates are being pushed through the door. In between these moving, dissonant sounds, you can hear, fragile, (laughs) handle with care, as though it is labeled on the box. This side up. Yeah, yep. (laughs) And things like that, as though it's labeled on the sides of these crates. Um, Who's moving them? Looks like other people, other crew members. Mm. And after a number come through, you hear the most ostentatious oboe you have ever heard in your life. Ostentatious? Please be careful with that. <laughs> that one there is needs to be handled with incredible care. <laughs> <sighs> Love it. Oh, man. <laughs> I better not see you roughhousing anywhere near my collection. This sounds like the kind of sound that would have a major domo that isn't returning Jaskira's calls. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So do we want to actually go straight for him and have this conversation? Do we have a contingency contingency plan? <laughs> I stop deadening the sound of the sword staff for like a half second and then re-deaden it. I don't think he's putting up much of a fight. I don't want to do that. He seems like a mostly harmless ponce, except for the fact that apparently he's a slave <laughs> owner. So I actually don't feel too bad about that now that I'm thinking about it. So actually, you know, maybe taking him out of the great chorus wouldn't be too terribly bad. But I also rather not. That would draw a lot of attention. I don't feel like doing Rice that right would now. I feel speaking with him unless we really need to. I'm just saying well, we could probably convince him to go ahead and pop the crates open and give us a little bit of a private show. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay, <laughs> you, you're gonna. I, I know that's deviating a lot. That's deviating a lot. I, like I said, I'm kind of improv actually, in here. If only because we need to be in the same spot as all of them at the same time. And with the concert, mm. even if we were able to sneak into their containment area, there would always be some of them out in the open. But if we convince him to give us a private showing for the purpose of assessing his collection, mm-hmm. the only problem is that we would certainly be accompanied by his security at the time. I've got a bad idea, but it might work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what if we could get on stage with him? Oh. That might be the only time they're all out of the crates and all close together. If we could somehow get out on stage with them, go. It could work. Would they let us? Oh, no. We might be able to sweet talk our way backstage, but getting out on stage, that's going to be tricky. But there won't be any guards immediately on stage, probably. That's also true. When you say that, you do also notice there are some other beings nearby coming up on either side of Otarsh and kind of circling around the area, around these crates, and they are silent. They have sound because they seem to be just reflecting anything that comes near them so that you can tell that they're there. It's almost like you can see the outline of something if you can kind of see this strange absence but reflection of sound. Mm -hmm. And it is a little off-putting, but these are clearly what Jaskira was talking about. These are the cyclic raiders. I might have an even worse idea. (laughs) What if I pose as a seller of the two of you? Hmm. 
Oh, I like that. Exotic new sounds specifically for this performance, never before seen. He would be Ooh. sure to put mm. you on stage. Jory, are you okay with this? I'm having a rough time. <laughs> but it is a good idea. I keep focusing on saving everybody. What if Jory's the one that does it? I don't think I could. I really don't. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No. I get fine. it. And in a way, it's reclaiming. You know what? I'm not going to dive any deeper into that, but I. I, I um... You never do. <laughs> I'm just going to point out, Rin, the number of times that I have, like, slid you times to talk about your backstory and Jory just nopes right She's, out every Jory is standing time. there with an emotional badminton racket just going, no, no, bat it away. Oh, I try to pretend it's not a problem. Season two is all about traumas. <laughs> it could also just be Nehemiah. That's fine with me. I suggest myself as the seller, if only because I have a number of tools at my disposal that could make it convincing. That's true. You could be my assistant, Jory. I'm going to be honest, I think I'd serve better being with Nehemiah. I know how to behave like somebody like that would expect. I know how to be the perfect model of what they would want, and I think that might sell it. Oh. Ouch! Oh, just just breaking our hearts over here. It's worth it to save everybody, and I will feel better knowing there's active subterfuge going on. All right. That's sort of subtly empowering, especially when we snatch everybody else away. Okay. If you're sure, mm-hmm. okay. I am making this decision for you. <sighs> We've got other options, but I have a feeling we need to start moving. We've been planning. Okay. We got to do one Let's of them. Let's do it. I like Smallrun's plan. We'll do that. And actually, as you say that, a crew member comes up. He's like, hey, are you working or what? Actually, I'm waiting for a meeting. With who? I would imagine your boss. Otarsh may not be expecting me. I don't know if the message went through in time, but I have business to attend to with him when he has a moment. The crew member kind of just like shrugs like, I don't know. I just work for the amphitheater and (laughs) scuttling up a small sound somewhere between like a cat growl and a purr somewhere kind of like with that just low rumbling underlying sound comes up did i hear that you were looking to talk to otash yes i'm catrol i'm his major domo I handle all missives going in through to him. You said you sent a message. Yes, there was someone... Oh, what was the name? Scholarly type. Said that she might be able to reach out to you, but wasn't getting any messages in return. So I'm not sure my message went through. Mm. I've been carefully vetting anything coming through recently. I knew I should have contacted you directly. Clearly, she didn't make it clear. What is it I can help you with, and who are you? My name is Smallrin. I represent a collector, much like Mr. Otarsh. Quieter, smaller collection, but quality. Interested in perhaps some future collaborations, and in hopes of forging a productive relationship... They've sent a gift. Two sounds, quite exotic, won't have been heard before. 
something special for the show. Interesting. And who was this collector you say you work for? They don't wish to disclose their name at the moment. Very private. Hmm. Interesting. Were you hoping to meet before the concert? Oh, most certainly. We would like to give Otarsh the opportunity to present these sounds as part of the concert, if he wishes. Allow me to speak with him. I will see what his temperament is and get back to you. Stick around, though. I'm not likely to go searching for you. Of course. You're busy. I understand what an important day this is. I'll return. And she again kind of scuttles off. And you're left alone for a moment. I think the best way to explain why I don't have you contained in any way is I have a hold over you that cannot be transferred without a great deal of time and effort. So I must be the one to exhibit you on stage. It will also explain why there isn't any audible sign of my control over you. Mm-hmm. We'll just stay quiet unless directly asked a question. Jory, are you all right? I'm good. I've got some tricks up my sleeve. I think I can translate well into sound. We both have power in this situation. We are not completely submitted. They don't have to know that. If anything, even if that comes through a little bit, it could make you look stronger if you have such good control of such obedient mm-hmm. but wild talents. This is true. Let's hope they take the bait. You kind of off in the distance hear a rise in that oboe. A noose! <laughs> and that just like reverberates mm-hmm. through the space. Coming towards you, you hear Catrol and Otarsh along with three cyclic raiders kind of just behind them coming forward. So, Catrol tells me that you have something to offer me. What is it you have? And who are you? Please introduce yourself. I know you know who I am. Of course. Everyone knows Otarsh. <laughs> My name is Smallin. I represent a private collector, very private, does not wish to disclose their name at the moment, but is very interested in collaborating with you on similar concerts in the future and wishes to strike up an arrangement, a relationship, Mm -hmm. as a sign of their deep respect for you and the quality of your collection. They wanted to offer you two very unique sounds as last-minute additions to this concert as a way of showing what they bring to the table. I'm going to have you roll Deception, level five. Excellent. Um, I am going to spend four intense interaction. I gain an asset on persuading and influencing. Okay, that works. May I use espionage for deception? Yes. Failure with a four. However, I am also then going to spend for late inspiration. Okay. You retry a task you failed within the past minute using the same difficulty and modifiers, except with an extra asset. So you start speaking and explaining this situation, and you realize that you probably misstepped and misspoke a little bit at one point with something in there that made Otarsh kind of feel a little hesitant about things. So go ahead and re-roll. 
with an asset. So an additional one. So that'll take it down to a level two, I believe. Success with a 20, major effect. Uh, oh my. Incredible. Yes. Do you have a thought on the major effect? I've got one, but obviously. I would love to hear it. Guaranteeing us to perform with our target sounds and that you can be near enough to stage that you can monitor us at that time. I Yes. I have a way of phrasing this once we get to that point in the conversation. Excellent. Well... These do seem to be lovely collection pieces. How is it that you have them here without any sort of containment? This seems a little bit unorthodox. My employer has developed a cognitive tether, I believe is the best word for it. Inaudible. But it allows me to keep tabs on the both of them. Keep them close. Of course, it does take some time to undo and to transfer, but I thought you could not possibly object to me being the one to present them on stage. Mm, Well, that does take a little bit of my thunder away now, doesn't it? Oh, not in the slightest. I simply have to be in the vicinity. That might be able to be arranged. I will say. And Smarin kind of leans in a little bit, makes this a little secretive, a little cozy. My employer had heard that you have a number of sounds that had been acquired from a physical plane. It just so happens Mm. these sounds were also found on such a plane. Wonderful. They were thinking... This may be an excellent addition to that part of the concert. There's a synchronicity there. That does sound appealing. One thing before I agree to this. Of course. And Otarsh turns to Nehemiah and Jory. I need a demonstration. Nehemiah has been doing the auditory equivalent of just kind of hanging his head and standing there. Mm Mm-hmm. Smallrin's going to turn towards the two of them, put up a finger, tilt her head, and then points to Nehemiah. I will spend for impressive display. Nice. Nice. And draw the sword spear, run at a wall, like towards a wall, use the spear to like get some leverage, jump up and just continue running up the wall, backflip over and land. The sound is like his feet hitting the ground is the guitar string. So it's boom, 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 boom. Amazing. And then go back into position. Impressive. I don't know that I've had such a dynamic experience before. Well done. And what about this one? Smallrin points. I shall be using environmental adaptation again, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make the sounds of billowing fire come from the place that would be my mouth, as well as the jingle of coins around the hips as sounds. And I will spin and gyrate and blow fire from Anna. All auditory form. Amazing. He's mesmerized for a brief moment before saying, Wonderful. Very different, but equally impressive sounds you've brought me. 
Yes, this will do indeed. I can agree to what you have here on one condition. What is that? I keep them contained until the concert. I know you have your hold on them, but I need my assurances. That is fair. I will still need to accompany whatever containment you have. I need to be close. Absolutely. You will not be separated from them. That far, anyway. And snaps his fingers, and two of the cyclic raiders bring over a sound crate. Jory, Nehemiah, do you get in? As directed. Mm-hmm. If I can do it carefully, I will, like, take Jory's hand at that. Absolutely. And I will squeeze very hard and get in mm-hmm. as well. The space closes behind you, and just as Jaskira described, you hear strange, dissonant, and discordant sounds echoing all around you, changing location constantly. You are unable to tell which way is up, which way is down, not even really sure that there is a reality outside of the fact that you are holding hands and you have each other at this moment. You know that the other person is there, but that is all you can figure out about where and when you are. I'm going to have both of you make an intellect level three. Defense, specifically. Natural 20. <sighs> Amazing. Roll 20 has been very kind to you today. today Which is yeah, very yeah. unusual. Yeah. Makes me nervous yes. for next session. Um, and yep. would navigation or perception help me at all? I'll give you perception. Delightful. I'm super trained in that. <laughs> Three. Success with a nine. <sighs> awesome. You're both able to keep your wits about you. You're able to center yourselves and keep cognizant of everything. If you wanted to try and like break out of this, it would be a much higher check with much higher consequences, but staying here and staying stationary, you're able to keep things together. Major effect, Nehemiah? If possible, I would like to be able to see if I can keep an eye on where Small Ren is. Absolutely. I think that's a perfect idea. You're able to kind of hone in on that chiming sound that Small Ren has and able to hear her nearby and circling this containment Mm -hmm. device. And you can have a beat on that. As long as she stays within earshot, essentially, Mm -hmm. you will know that she is there and where she is. Excellent. The door, for lack of a better term, closes behind you and you are able to maintain your composure. And Small Ren, you stay nearby this dimensional sound crate. Very well. I'll leave one of my own here to make sure that nothing goes awry. But as soon as we are ready to unload the rest of the (laughs) performers, I'm sure that we will be able to arrange exactly what kind of orchestration we'll be presenting tonight. And please do send word to your employer that I would be very interested in working with them further. This is quite the gift. Only the best for a peer of your caliber. (laughs) I have no peers, but thank you. And does the equivalent of, like, swishing his cape. (laughs) Like, you you hear the oboe trill a little bit, and he struts away, leaving behind one cyclic raider who just kind of stands silently nearby you. And (laughs) as more and more crates are unloaded and things are organized for the beginning of this concert, the three of you wait and hope 
that everything else goes on without a hitch. Thank you so much for listening to episode 65 of Imprinted Echoes. As always, if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website, imprintedechoes.com. There you can find our Ghostlight Media merch store, as well as our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And in that vein, I would love to thank Everett, Connor, and Nate for their continued support. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell someone about our show. All three things continue to go a really long way in helping us out. And as always, you can find our hosts on Twitter as well. Myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thank you once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zane Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.